Hi, thanks for checking out this message from our River Valley Church family here in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages and inspires you. For more messages, be sure to check out our other podcasts. For more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Yeah, before we get into that, I just want to encourage us as a church family. How many of you know the Word of God gives us truth? Anybody with me on that one? Sometimes we need to just pause for a moment and reflect on that truth and remind ourselves that it has always given us truth, and sometimes we just haven't seen it. There's this beautiful passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, and it talks exactly about what we're going to talk a little bit about this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. I want you to notice that God, through His Son Jesus, gave beautiful gifts gifts to his church. And and a reminder here, the church is Jesus's bride. So this is extremely personal to him. Amen? And here's what it says, that he gave the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And here's what their responsibility. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So what I want to share with you this morning is that in leadership and in the local church, Jesus has already given gifts to the body of Christ. Can anybody say amen to that? And those gifts are people that function in gifts and talents that God's put in their life to build the church up. Who is the church? We are. We are. The church is not a building that we come to. It's not a location that we go. It is anywhere you are, the church is. Amen? And then we gather together, and it just gets amplified in that space. And the Word of God tells us here in Ephesians that God gave these beautiful gifts to the church and that they are there to equip us, all of us, to do the work that God has called us to do of ministry. Amen? And that work of ministry takes place in your school. It takes place in your workplace. It takes place in your home. All of those spaces. And so God has given some unique gifts to the body for us to get to celebrate and learn from and grow from. And that's what we're celebrating today is the fact that God has given some special gifts to River Valley for this season that we're going into as a church family. Amen? And so today we get to celebrate that and learn. And I also want to just sow this seed into your heart. God's put those same gifts inside of you. It is not for us to come and go, oh, those are the pastors and those are the apostles and those are the evangelists. I want to look out and say, you are the pastors, you are the evangelists, you are the apostles, you are the teachers. Why? Because God put those gifts inside of you so that you can strengthen the body as well. Amen? And so today, we just get a unique opportunity to celebrate that. And so I want to invite uh, Zach and McKenzie and Haley and David to come up to the platform. And would you welcome them as they come up as we get an opportunity to talk with them a little bit? Come on, church. We can do better than that. We're going to take a few, do you guys all have your, oh, excellent. Um, We're going to take a few minutes this morning, and we just want um, us as a church family to get an opportunity to meet these guys, and you're going to get to hang with them afterwards. Oh, Zach stole your seat, bro. Take that. Uh, (laughs) Um, We're going to take just a few moments this morning. We're going to ask them a few questions, just kind of open it up, and then at the end of service today, we've got some food and refreshments and drinks and all that kind of stuff out in our lobby and dining area. And and these guys are going to be out there. And I want to challenge each one of you to go out, introduce yourself to them, 
and get to know them just a little bit because they are going to go with us on this journey of life as a church family as we get to head in. And, and I shared this with you last week, but we went on a pretty extensive journey to find this crew right here. Um, we uh, had about 26 people that applied for the, the staff positions that we had open. And um, God has given us tremendous gifts in what's sitting in front of you right now. We have a very long interview process through our staff and our eldership and just lots of things that go into finding the right people for the season that we're headed into as a church family. And I, I believe with my whole heart that these are gifts from God to us. We do our due diligence in searching, but God brings the gifts to deposit. And some of them have been here for a little bit, and some of them are new to our church family, and we'll talk a little bit about that today. But I am just so grateful for the journey that God takes us in and finding the right people as we journey together as a church. Amen? And so I'm just I'm excited to introduce them to you this morning. Um, and we're going we're gonna to ask them a few questions just so that you can get to know them just a little bit from a personal standpoint. Um, and then we're going to open it up here as we kind of process through this time. And, and we asked um, both Zach and David. Zach's coming in as in a staff pastor role for us as a church and going to be overseeing kind of a lot of different areas for us and growing in relationship with many of you in that. Um, David's moving into a director role where he's going to be working with both our middle school and all of our tech and audio sides of things. And so unique gifts that God has given us as a church family, um, but some, some really wonderful folks. And, and the really beauty of this is we, we actually, we, we like Zach and we like David, but we like their spouses way better, I'm just saying. Um, and it's so fun to just get to know them a little bit and the treasure that they are and what they bring to leadership and the things that we get to do as a church family. So I'm going to throw this out there. and We're going to just get started here for a moment. Um, and we're going to start on, on this side over here and have Zach and Mackenzie do this a little bit. Um, but just tell us a little bit about you guys. Give us a little bit of background, um, just your journey kind of getting to the Treasure Valley. Um, Zach and Mackenzie have been in the Treasure Valley for about five years, a little over five now, right? Is that the ball? A part? little over five. Okay. And um, they had some, some life and history before that. So I want you just to get to know a little bit about them. And then as they transition, We'll get into David and Haley, and they can share a little bit about that for us. So, Zach, take it away. Tell us just a little bit about just you guys and your background. Awesome. Well, first of all, it's just so great to be here. Thank you guys for welcoming us with open arms. We are so blessed to be sitting on the stage, and through the prayer of a lot of people and through the great leadership of Tim and Emily, we're just honored to be here and excited. But a little bit about us. We are from that wretched place that no one likes to talk about that starts with a C. Um, it has an California in it. So... But we moved here for a reason because we want to not be there anymore. So um, anyways, we're from Southern California. We were born and raised there, never left. And God radically called us out of two incredible vocations down there. Uh, Mackenzie was a dance teacher and uh, dance director at a Christian high school down there. I was a basketball coach and athletic director down there. And we felt the Lord just move in our hearts and say there's something more for us. And we had no idea where Meridian, Idaho and Boise, Idaho were. We didn't know how cold it was here, um, but we came, and uh, the Lord made it feel like home the moment we got off the plane, and, and um, so we, we came up here, and I took a pastoral job at Stonehill Church, and, and we were blessed to serve there, and that was about four or five years ago, and, and we served there for three or four years, and then God, we felt calling us out and put something on Mackenzie's heart that I'll let her share about where we are now. I didn't know I was getting this so soon. Um, yeah, we loved our time at Stonehill. God did a lot of really great things there. Met a lot of great friends. Some of them are sitting over there. So they're our family, um, outside of family here. And yeah, uh, in kind of the second half of 2020, God kind of started putting it on our heart that 
maybe there was a different path, a different direction for us. Um, and so he ended up kind of putting it on his heart to kind of motivate me. Anyway, I ended up getting my real estate license, and uh, that is kind of what motivated us, God kind of used to have us step out of that position we were in. Um, so we really stepped out in faith, no uh, promise of a paycheck, no nothing, and just said, okay, Lord, I guess you know what you're doing. And so that was in October of 2020. Um, we finished out the year at our previous church and then kind of just stepped out in faith, um, and God's totally blessed us, and we loved all of our time, um, and then it was kind of out of the blue that we kind of came here. I don't know if I want to share, if I'm sharing too much on that yet, but um, yeah, so that's kind of been our, we did real estate, Zach does a, a couple other side hustles, as we call them, um, and we were just really blessed, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, we have all about your family. Yeah, yes, we have two kids. Uh, well, what he didn't mention was when we started coming up here, we just got married in 2017, and we came up here like two months later, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. No. Actually, it worked out really well for us. But, yeah, so married a little over five years. We have two kids. Hezekiah is almost three, and then Everly over there is just four months old. So, yeah, we did all this with a newborn. Don't also recommend that, but here we are. <laughs> Yeah, let's pass it on. All right, David and Haley, share us a little bit about you guys and what you brought you specifically to applying to this position. But we want to hear your background, too, and a little bit about your family and your story. So um, I personally grew up in Texas and Oklahoma a lot of my growing up years. Um, and my parents moved to Oklahoma to go to a Bible school. And Haley's parents, two years later, moved to the same town to go to Bible school. And so we met in, in high school there. Um, got married in Oklahoma, and about, after about a year in Oklahoma, we decided that we didn't want to live in Oklahoma anymore. Um, we sort of felt God tugging on our hearts to maybe plant a church, and so we, we moved up to Boise um, thinking that that's what was going to happen. Things didn't really happen in that area, so we just sort of gone through life pursuing him in lots of different ways, um, in different churches, serving in different churches here in the valley. Um, but nothing really ever solidified as family. We never really felt plugged in, and I'm trying not to go into other questions too much. But, yeah, so we got married. We moved to Boise, and we've been living in Boise for how many years? 15 years. So we've been married for 16, moved here 15 years ago, and we have two kids. Do you want to talk about the kids? Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I actually am from Boise. I was born in downtown St. Luke's. Natives, anybody? Um, so <laughs> I'll represent out of this group, I guess. It's fine. They were, yes. Um, and we have two children. Levi is 13. Um, he's waving at all of you. <laughs> and Charlotte is 10, and they are awesome. They are firecrackers. So, yeah, love it. So... We, we've talked, obviously, we've got to talk a little bit about this, but um, the beauty of, of following the Lord is, here, here's what Scripture teaches us, right? He leads us, right, into new spaces and new relationships and new times and seasons of life, and we're grateful for that. Um, tell us a little bit about your your connection here. So, David and Haley, you guys have been been with River Valley for a little while now. Um, Zach and Mackenzie, we're, we're new to getting to be a, a part of your guys' life. Zach, we can talk a little bit about, but we, we met a few years ago. What has led you to the kind of this time and season of being here and kind of the direction of God in that and just some conversation? It just helps to give some context for our church family 
when it comes to how God leads us in our lives. Yeah, the Lord has a funny way of changing your plans, doesn't he? Um, we, again, we had no idea where Meridian, Idaho, Boise, Idaho was. We couldn't tell you until five years ago. And we felt so deeply called to step out of a couple wonderful positions to come up here. And then, like Mackenzie was sharing with you a couple years ago, we felt, you know, in the same way called to step out of that position. And we didn't quite know if we'd ever go back to paid pastoral ministry. Uh, we had quite a few, not I would say quite a few, a few opportunities to step back in the last couple of years. And we just really felt like for us with two kids under two and with Mackenzie launching a career that it was just time to just be poured into. And we're grateful for the church that we were at um, that poured into us. But right around the time Mackenzie uh, gave birth to Everly this July, I started feeling this stirring in my heart that there was something that was missing. And I couldn't quite put a, I couldn't know, I didn't know if it was business, if it was family, if it was friends, if it was a hobby. I started playing pickleball. I was like, maybe this will help. Um, <laughs> Tim's trying to get me in honey now. But um, yeah, we bought an $80 paddle. I haven't used it in four months. So if you want it, I'll give it to you. But I was not, a, I mean, I'm 35, almost 35, midlife crisis, maybe. I wouldn't quite call it that. I'm not there yet. Chris is shaking his head no. But I felt that. And someone had graciously brought us to me, one of my good friends, and said, you know, hey, such and such church had approached me about this job. And I, they left that dinner that night, and I looked at McKinsey, and I go, I wonder why they didn't approach me, or I wonder why I haven't got back into that. And, and it was silly, because I laughed. and go, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that again. But I prayed out loud with McKinsey that night. I said, Lord, I just would like to speak at a youth event this year. This was in July. So by the end of the year, I'd like to speak at a youth event. I prayed it out loud. Didn't say anything else, not super spiritual, and we said amen. She laughed at me. Chris Odegaard texts me 12 hours later, and he said, I want to meet with you. And I go, what did I do wrong? <laughs> what? I mean, he's like, can it happen soon? I'm like, again, what's wrong? We all feel that way when Chris texts and says, <laughs> I want to meet with you. Just saying. Um, so Chris and I had done um, some youth ministry together. I done some events with him and, and really just look at him as a great mentor and friend. And, you know, he actually disciples me. And it, so I just assumed it was something going on. And we sat down at Biscuit and Hog and to enjoy some great meat and bacon. Fantastic. And he looked at me before we even could go to pleasantries. He didn't even ask me how I was. And he said, will you speak at this year's youth conference in, in February? And tears rolled down my face. And I thought to myself, how good my God is that my unspiritual, silly prayer less than 24, 48 hours ago was answered and had been being worked on. I didn't even know there was a position available. I, I mean, we weren't able to come to River Valley because we have a nap schedule for our kid and 10 a.m. didn't work, yada, yada. But we're more flexible with the second one now, so it's good. But... I told him the cool God story about that prayer like a lot longer than I share with you. And then he goes, can I do you one better? We'd want to invite you to potentially consider and pray through, you know, going through the process of seeing if it's a good fit for you to be on staff. And I, again, tears stream down my face. The waitress comes by and is like, why is this guy crying so much? <laughs> so um, that began a journey, which we thought would not end with us sitting here. We thought... You know, Lord, we, we know that there's 
the next, if we were to enter into another church relationship like that, we would ask a lot of questions. My wife would have to confirm it. My, our spiritual mentors would have to confirm it. And we'd have to feel like it could be home for a long, long time. And the first time we came here, we were greeted by Brian and Crystal and Dustin and Rachel. And we had never felt warmth like that before. And that's why there's a lot more to it, but I'll stop because I'll just keep sharing. But that's kind of why we're here. I don't know if Mackenzie wants to add. No, that's that's good. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> I'll just jump in really quick. One thing when we sat and met with them and had dinner with them and, and we're talking through all of this and the potential. One thing that really stuck out to me was a comment they made um, that we were, I think something had been shared about just some of the length of relationships we've had, like with the Odegaards and people on our team, that there's there's a lot of years for a lot of people on our team together. And they made a comment about how much that uh, was something they were hungry for and something that was drawing them actually to here at River Valley. And as you all probably know, when you join a new team, Sometimes if there's long relationships in place, that can be very intimidating and very difficult for people. And for them to just express such an opposite reaction of just real hunger for a long-term relationships with people and depth and just to be on a journey, I, it really was something that really stood out to me. We haven't talked about that, but it really was something that instantly just in my spirit was like these people really have a heart for being in ministry and and working through the hard times. There's good times, there's hard times, and um, I just really admired that about them. So I just want to tag into that. Um, that really stood out to me, and I think that they're going to be such a beautiful part of our team here at River Valley coming in with that heart. So, so David and Haley, same thing, though. Share with us a little bit what specifically drew you to apply for this position and, and why you're here. So... Um, he laughs. Um, yeah. Honestly, when the position first came came out, I've I've wanted sort of to be a pastor. It's been something that I've thought about. I went to Bible school. Like, once you go to Bible school, you're supposed to be a pastor. Like, isn't that like the normal way of things? It never really happened. And I got to the point where I was like, God, if that's what you have for me, then I'm open to it. But I just want to serve you and serve your church, first and foremost. And that's really what God had been working on me since we've come to River Valley about six years, almost six years ago. Um, so we got, we, we got plugged into River Valley. And over the last really two years, I would say, God has just changed my heart and my perspective on the church as a whole. Um, he's taken the desire that I believe that he's placed inside of there and made it submitted to him. He's worked in my heart to submit to him with it. And so the, the, the job opened and Haley and I looked at it and we're like, yeah, that's not really like on our heart. That's not, that's not anything that we've really ever thought about, talked about doing. But I felt really strongly inside my heart that we were supposed to apply. And I was like, why in the world should I apply? And hey, and I told Haley, I'm like, I feel like this is what God is saying. And she was like, okay. <laughs> so you should pray. we should pray. And so we did do a lot of praying about it. And 
ultimately, God was speaking to her as well. Um, and so we applied, and I was like, okay, God, I'm applying for something that I, I'm, I'm, I would be excited to do, but I don't, really, I don't really see how it fits in the things that you've told me and the things that you've placed in my heart. But I'm, a, I'm willing to obey. I'm willing to say yes. Um, and so that's what led me to actually apply. And then going through the process, I'm, it, was, it was a trust exercise for me. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing here. I really don't, but I trust you in it. And so it really, it really made me establish this trusting in him in the process. And then they offered me what they offered. And I was like, oh, you do know what you're doing. That this, does, this does make sense. I can, I can trust you. Um, and so once they offered that, it was like apparent. Yeah, that, that does fit in exactly with what he's called and placed inside of my heart for, for students and, and in the world of technology because I'm... I geek out on that stuff, and it's fun, and I'm, I'm a nerd. So do you want to add anything? Um, I would say at the beginning of this, Tim kind of jokingly but not jokingly said, you know, that this process was a really long time, and that's my fault because the Lord had to work on my heart. So sorry that it took so long. No, I'm just teasing. Um, it was very much evident to me that at the beginning, like where I was positioned um, in my opinion and what I thought we should do or not do from about, I don't know, June or July until where, we're, where we are right now um, and how the Lord is so sneaky. When you say yes to him, even if you're like, yeah, you know you have my heart and you have my yes, but don't touch that. Or, but you know that I know that this isn't how this is going to go, right? Like we're on the same page and he's so patient and so gracious and and sneaky because he just starts to just to turn the soil in your heart right and just move things around and change perspective and build trust in you and I just if y'all are in a place right now where there's something that you feel like maybe he's asking of you to just say yes to the first thing he's not in that moment, he's not asking you to say yes to 15 steps down the road. He's asking you to say yes just to him in that moment. And then trust that by the time you get to wherever it is you're going, regardless of what that end thing looks like, you'll be there. You'll be ready because you'll be with him the whole way. So, yeah. You know, it's really, you know, as we're sitting here today, I hope your heart is being ministered to just about the things that God's doing in your life. Because um, these folks that are sitting up here from this side to that side, are people who are just learning how to say yes to Jesus every day. And our function and role maybe in a local church might be a little bit different, but the truth is that's what all of our journey is, is learning how to say yes to him in our lives. And um, as we hear the story of these guys, very different kind of journeys, pathways, but God was at work in it all to orchestrate both their lives and our team and us as a church family into a position to get us ready for the next thing that he wants to do in and through our lives. And the one thing that I've learned after pastoring for as many years as I have now is that God knows what he's doing when he's building his team. Now, I have lots of questions about that through the process. Can I just be honest? Like, I, I am constantly, God, what are you doing? This doesn't make sense. It doesn't look right. This isn't how I would do it, right? And God just over and over and over again reminds me this is his church, He's building it. We get to respond to him. 
And I just love hearing that in the heart of these people. Very different journeys, very different paths, but their willingness to submit to the work and will of God in their life has led them now into some spaces that maybe they didn't, hadn't anticipated in their lives. And I just want to speak that over you too. Your yes to God will lead you into places that you maybe didn't anticipate. But I promise you, if you'll listen and obey what He's speaking to you in your life, and, and I love both of these guys because when we sat down with them, they all had some other people, other counsel that they were going to process this through together. They didn't just be like, oh, no, we're not doing that, or, oh, yes, we're doing that. They were like, we need to pray. We want to pray. We're going to seek God. We're going to talk to some people. That's what wise people do. We don't just make random decisions. We seek God, and we get wise counsel. And both of these couples have lived their life in that way. And I would even say if you got to sit down and talk with David and Haley, they talk about the last two years. The last two years has been straight up fire in their life, right? But it's been a beautiful process of watching a couple just yield themselves to the will of God. And God opened things for them that is beautiful and amazing. I, 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 if you sat with Zach and McKenzie, they would tell you the same thing about their journey, that God has orchestrated these times. And so... Um, great examples for us as a church family to learn from and go, yes, I, I, I want to live my life that way. I want to live my life with a yes to God. Amen? Um, so let, let's do this. Um, tell us a little bit of some fun stuff about your guys' life. So things that you guys, things that you guys enjoy, uh, maybe as a church, you know, as a, as a family or with your, your kids or just things that you guys do to relax and just kind of enjoy life a little bit. God, how many of you know God gave us life to enjoy? Amen? I mean, it's not always fun, but He's good to us, and He loves us to enjoy the beauty and wonder of what He's created. So, David, hey, just give us a little picture of what, what you guys like to do for enjoyment. The reason we moved from Oklahoma, the reason we moved from Oklahoma is... <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we love the mountains. Um, we love going on hikes. That's... Through the summer, we try to do it as much as we can. We don't get up there as much as we would like, but we love being in the mountains. And then me specifically, I, I really enjoy skiing. Um, I love getting in the snow on my two boards and going down as fast as I can and not wrecking. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, I think um, our kiddos keep us hopping. They're super busy. Um, Levi is very into sports, and so we love to get to, you know, calmly scream from the sidelines of whatever sport he's currently in. I am that mom. It's fine. Um, and Charlotte is in dance. And so we lo like, we love it. It's, oh my gosh, it's so precious. So, um, those are, those keep us busy. Um, and I actually enjoy long distance running. So that's kind of my hobby. Um, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> Have fun with that, Haley. We'll watch from the sidelines. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's it's fun. I just, Boise and the, this whole valley is so awesome and that we've got so many choices to be outside. And, and there's always, I've talked to several people recently who have just moved here. And every single comment has been, there's always something happening. There's events. There's like, there's things to do. There's places to go. There's mountains right there. And I'm like, I know it's great, isn't it? Welcome. Like, come Go hike. I can tell you all the places to go. So, oh gosh. Um, okay, things we like to do. I would say our two-year-old's a little savage, so whatever we can do outside with him is good. So we're outside a lot. Yes, outside is good. Um, fun fact about us: we love um, country swing dance. So yes, 
We are always looking for late time babysitters so that we can go <laughs> country swing dance. Um, that's fun. I would say if you haven't met, figured this out yet, which you probably have, Zach's a big Raider fan. Um, so we watch a lot of football. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Personally, my Sundays would be a lot better if we had a different team, but it's okay. Just remember, God is analyzing the character of your heart as you welcome people into your church. He died for all. Including Raiders fans. And he's called us into the darkest places. See Jonah. You can read that one in the Old Testament, okay? Um, someone's got to go testify in that sinful place, right, Trey? Thank you. Uh, yeah, we love the outdoors. I, I do, um, being a former basketball coach and, a, and athletic director, I love sports. Um, so I enjoy just watching a football game when I have the time. Normally I get about like three minutes of a quarter now with kids. So, but we, we're kind of old souls, so we really enjoy puzzles. Is that weird? Like, we really <laughs> enjoy puzzles. So we'll just sit after the kids are asleep in their cribs and we have their monitor on. We're just doing a puzzle, just sharing time with one another. We enjoy games. Mackenzie's way too competitive, okay? She's way too competitive. But I, I'm just there for the fun, for the enjoyment. Liar. Of oh, the sorry. fellowship. And no matter who wins, if we're not keeping score, it doesn't matter. Okay, but if we are. So... Yeah, and we don't play Scrabble anymore in our family, so. Yeah. See, we have, we have a kindredness going here. We don't play Scrabble anymore either, because that is, like, a horrible game. And my wife is infatuated. In Tim's opinion. In Tim's opinion. Very hum yes. Um, and my wife loves, but we had no idea that you guys were puzzle, pe puzzle people, we which is We found out Friday night bad. at Bunko Nights. Because so. um, my wife thoroughly enjoys puzzles, and some of you are like, why are we talking about this in church? It's okay, guys. We're talking about just enjoying things in life. And, um, it, it's fun It's fun as we get to know each other a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll find out more things as we journey together. That's the beauty of family and, and the body together. Um, but how many of you know that, that we, we all need places of joy and relaxment, we, relaxation? We, we need those spaces where we can enjoy and just just do family and life together. Um, and it's fun to, to hear some. I had no idea you guys were like country swing dance kind of party animals. So we'll have to we'll have to throw something here sometime. And you guys can kind of help us help. Us we go witness in those places, too. So uh, someone's got to be called. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Maybe. All right. So what excites you the most about this upcoming season here with us at River Valley? Tell us something that you're really looking forward to. Well, I guess I have the mic, so I'll start. I, I've been actually, Tim sent the questions out, oh gosh, Tuesday, and I stumbled upon this one and really had to do some deep thought and prayer about, Lord, what, what do you have for me here? I see the incredible family. I see the incredible devotion in all of you. I see the incredible stories. I've met so many of you. I look forward to meeting so many of you. I see the leadership that Tim and Emily provide, and um, the way that they model seeking and yearning after Christ, Chris and Joel and Kara and Carrie that they provide, and, and just even the worship team, just seeing Trey and Lydia and Jen. And I see all that, God, what do you have for me here? What can I add and make sure I don't take away? And I was just chatting with Tim around 8 o'clock this morning, and I am so excited to to just 
hear the stories of what God has done in each and every single one of your lives. And I firmly believe I am just here to help you tell them. Uh, I, I believe that, you know, Tim referenced Ephesians 4, and it, it literally says that just what, you know, Tim and I and David are doing is really administering for you to be the ministers. And I think one of the things that I wrestled with as I was exposed to working for a church staff for the first time ever, you know, at, at my previous church was, Lord, what is the purpose of your church? Why do we gather? What is it meant to do? And, and is it just to sing and listen to a motivational speaking seminar and, and then just go out and not be, don't know, don't know what we're doing, what's our purpose? I think one of the biggest things we struggle with is what our purpose. So I am so excited to share with you that I have been on a journey to find purpose, that you are on a journey to find purpose, unique purpose. But we're actually all called to be ministers of the gospel in our everyday lives. And I want to help unlock that. For you, the way that others have helped unlock that for me, I want to help empower you and equip you and make it simple. And I want to also just help share your story. I've heard so many, I've been in a Bible study with Rich, he's sitting in the front row, I've heard his story about how he loves his family and the things that he's doing. I've gotten to sit down with Dustin and Rachel, we've gotten to have lunch with Trey and Marcy and Chris, and I, I've heard so many incredible stories. And I think it'd be a shame not to share those. And I think Satan would love nothing more than to think that Tim and David and I are the only ones that are ministering in this world. So I'm excited to equip you guys and kind of call you guys and call us together to do that in this valley. Um, I would say for us, I know Emily kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, like I said, when we moved here, we don't have family here. And that wasn't really a big deal until we had two kids. And now it's a big deal, you know? Grandmas are great. Um and so we, we were really blessed in the um, church we're at before. We've had amazing friends who have become our family, and that's been huge. And then when we kind of stepped out of that, it kind of got like, ooh, like we have friends who have stayed with us. But uh, at our last church, we were just kind of being like poured into, I would say, from like the pulpit standpoint, but that connection piece wasn't there for us. Um, and that was something we really missed, and so a big part when we came here for the first Sunday, I think we were like, well, we're not even going to sit down with you guys yet. Like, we just want to see if this could be our home and this could be our new family. And I know we, I think we were one of the last people to leave the building on that Sunday. And, um, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and, <laughs> and we, I just walked down. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never had that many people talk to me and be genuine to me. I think I've got like three people's cell phone numbers. They were like, here, come meet to my house. Here, I'm your neighbor. Here, let's do a play date. Like, so fun. And um, so that was a, a big piece for us of is this, we are very loyal people by nature. Um, and so when we jump into positions, we want to be there for the long run. And so we wanted this to be our home and, you know, kids that our kids would grow up together with and that we would have those friendships that were 10-year friendships and like all of that is what we really wanted. So self, I don't know if that's selfish, but uh, selfishly, I'm really excited just to have, um, I feel like a new extension of family here for us. We need friends and mentors and accountability and also for our kids to have that culture and that family aspect because we kind of have to create our own family and we saw that that could happen here and actually really is already happening. So probably what I'm excited for. Um, this is the part where I don't look at that side of the room. So I don't want to cry, but I might. Um, 
I think just having been here longer, um, it's a different take on something like this. And I just want to take a second to honor the reasons why we're even having this conversation and the way that Tim and Emily have poured into our lives and, and PC, I'm not gonna look at you. Um, the leadership in this church is incredible. The The team of elders, the pastoral staff is unlike anything we've experienced. And like David mentioned earlier, we've had the privilege of serving on on volunteer staff at, at a couple of churches and, and they're wonderful. But there's something unique here about this, about this house. Um, and we have had the honor of just being a part of it. And when we got on the phone with Tim at the beginning of this whole, this whole process, I think David said it really well in that, you know, we're just being obedient to saying yes to this, but really we're in this no matter what. You know, our hearts are here. This is our, this is our house. This is where we want to be, where we feel like God has called our family. And, and the ownership is there no matter what, because it's what we've had given to us. Um, these men and their spouses and Trey, the way that you pour into us on the worship team. And like, this is, this is something that is different. And <laughs> I jokingly say that like, it's in the water here, but, but like you even hear them picking up on it. And I love that because what you're observing is, is exactly right. It's, that's what this family is. And um, we've had the privilege of kind of watching it grow and shift and, and evolve over the last several years. And, and so to be sitting here right now having this conversation on this side of it is incredibly humbling. And, and just, it's just, what's cool about God is that it's just the next step, you know, and, and it's not about us, it's about all of us. You know, it's about this family and what he's doing here and, and how cool that is. And so um, I would just encourage everybody to, to buy into that because, like, if you're here, you're here. And so, like, be all in. <laughs> be all in with us. Like, we want to do this as a family. And he's really started to, to knit together the hearts of, of our church here. And, and it's just so fun to watch. I'm just glad to be a part of it. Just to add. Ultimately, I'm excited to serve you all. I mean, leadership is, is a heart of servanthood. Like, my heart is to follow Jesus, and I want you all to see that and follow Jesus. And any way that, that I can help you all follow Jesus, that's what I want to do, and that's what I'm excited to do. I'm really excited also because I get to work with students, which I've been doing for 20 years now, and it's... I get to continue doing it. I get to be the old. I get to be the new old guy with PC, doing youth, and it's it's not common for people my age to be in youth ministry. And I just said that, but but I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what God has for our students. I'm excited to see the fire of God burn inside of them and to start revival. Um, this next generation has the potential to start revival in this valley. They have potential to start revival in this nation. And I am excited that I get to be a part of that, that I get to have a hand in that. Um, that's what fires me up. You know, we sit here today, and, and I just so love getting to hear um, next generation leadership 
uh, just share their heart of love for not only the local church, but for God's work in our city and in our nation. And, you know, we sit here as a church family. You're sitting here today. This church is over 60 years old. It was founded by Pastor uh, Bob and Louise Barnett many, many years ago. And their heart was to, to have a church that was Bible-believing, presence-driven, that loves, loved Jesus but was in, impacting their community. And we sit here today because of their legacy. And many of us sit here today as recipients of, of their investment into the local church and the body of Christ. And every time I get the privilege of being on this platform, thinking about being with our team, all of that I'm reminded, and the Lord's reminded me over and over again, that I'm simply a steward of the next season of what God's already begun here. And I, I just sense this in my heart and calling us as a church family to, to, to lean into the stewardship piece, that responsibility of this is our time together. This is our time together as a church family to prepare not only our homes and our hearts and our families and our church community, but, but us collectively together as a place for God's presence to inhabit every day so that the people in our community can experience His love and grace through a local church. Amen? And so what you're doing and what you're a part of is something far greater than really. There, there are very few people that are here right now that were here at the beginning of this journey. And that, that's a beautiful thing to be able to look at legacy that's outlived just a generation. And here's what I want to inspire you to, that there is a next generation of leaders and there's a next generation being raised up that us getting older folks get the opportunity to promote them in, to encourage them in, to follow their leadership in, to cheer for them in, and to seek God and cover in prayer. And we are all here today because somebody did that for us. And I'm so grateful that God, as He's building His church, brings next generation leaders who have a heart to carry on that same kind of thing, right? God, we value Your presence. Lord, we love Your Word. We want to be people that seek You and love You and do that together in community. And I was sitting here this morning talking to our dream team as we were just preparing for the day, and, and it is so easy for us to take for granted what we're experiencing right now. It's super easy to just be like, well, there's just a better place to go, another thing to do, blah, 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 blah. And to, to, to forget about the fact that when people gather together with one heart to seek God, to love Him well, to build community. And can I, can I tell you, if you've been here at River Valley for longer than about an hour and 15 minutes, uh, you know for sure that this place is not perfect. You know for sure that we as leaders and those that God has called into this are not perfect people. We're just people on a journey that are committed to that journey together. And I'm grateful that there's been a generation that went before us. I'm grateful that we get to live in the calling of God in this generation. But I'm also super excited about what's to come. And that's what I really feel like and sense in my spirit and heart. Emily, I've been talking about this a lot and just praying into this, that we, we feel like the days ahead, the generation of what God is building for the future is beautiful and wonderful, and they're going to carry the things of God into the next generation of those that are going to say yes to Him. And we all get to be a part of that journey in that space. And so I'm just so grateful for what God is doing um, here at River Valley. I'm thankful for Zach and McKenzie's yes. I'm thankful for David and Haley's yes. I'm so grateful for our eldership and Chris and Joel and their willingness to put the time, energy, and effort into both prayer and seeking God and 
all of the things that happen around here. We have a wonderful church staff that pour out their lives constantly so that we can gather like this and do the things that we do. We have a dream team of volunteers and leaders here, um, and many of you are a part of that, but pour out their life week after week after week so that we as a local church get to live in the grace of what God has called us to. And River Valley, that's a special thing. It's a special thing. And I'm just so grateful for the new season that we're heading into uh, together as a church family. And um, here's what I want to do. We're going we're to close our time this morning. I'm not going to do our last question. It would be fun, but we're going to just kind of lean forward in this. And here's what I want to do um, as a church family is I just want to take a moment and pray um, and just really invite God in us. And I, w- I want to pray this as a church family that our hearts would open up to uh, new leaders that God's bringing into our lives and their influence upon our lives. Um, that we would say yes to God in the same way that these couples have said yes in a new season for them, that you would say yes to God in the new season that God has before you um, and your family, um, and that collectively together as a church family that we would, we would lean into these moments of just seeking God together, um, and that as God brings us new leaders, that our hearts would be submitted to the work that God's both doing in them and through them for us as a church family. Amen. Um, And it's just so, so important for us as we head into this next season. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Guys, if you guys would, we're going to go down to the floor down here. And church family, I'm going to ask you to to come gather around. I'm going to ask our eldership to come up forward here. And we're just going to take a moment in prayer together um, and just spend some... Notice the older people go walking around and the young ones just jump off the front out here. Um, but I'm going to ask you guys just to join us in, in, in a moment of prayer, Chris. And I think Joel's back teaching, isn't he? Um, how many of you know it's very rare to have an elder in your church that's back in children's ministries working with kids and pouring into them? That's a beautiful thing. Total side note right there. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask um, all of you guys now to move from where you are and to gather around these couples. So can you guys scoot forward here a little bit? And we're just going to lay hands on them. So church, this is family, right? This isn't just watching people do professional ministry. This is whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. This is us as family gathering around and laying hands on couples here and investing in them and opening. And this is really a moment here of us opening our hearts as a church family. I'm going to lead us in a speech. You guys can can kind of press in here. Let's get everybody close. Um, I'm going to lead us in a moment of prayer, but I'm asking you to do the same thing as you lay hands and extend your hand to just pray the blessing of God over these couples as they step into some new roles. How many of you know with new roles comes new responsibility? Also comes new warfare. And they're experiencing that right now. And so what we want to do is just be right in the middle of, of covering them in prayer and, and, and really being church family around them. So I'm going to lead us into that time, and I want you to just lift your voice with me in prayer. I've got a mic, so I promise I'll be louder than you. So don't be afraid to lift your, lift your voice in prayer. Father, first of all, we thank you for your design and your plan, God. Lord, we thank you for the provision of the process of God, Lord, that takes and refines vessels, Lord, to prepare them for new works. And God, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for that over the Chamberlains and the Brogdons. God, Lord, I thank you, God, that you have brought them to this house for this time and this season, God, for new levels of leadership and responsibility, for new levels of grace, God, for new levels of anointing, God. And as a church family, we do. We lay hands on them right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the gift that you've given them to us, Lord, in them. And Lord, we pray for grace. 
We pray for anointing. God, we pray for clarity and leadership, God. Lord, we pray for a guarding over their marriages and their families, God. Lord, we pray for health in their physical bodies. Lord, we pray for new vision to see forward, God. Lord, we pray in every way, God, that you would pour out on them, Lord. Lord, even as you did with the leaders of old, God, as they gathered together with the church and hands were laid on them and you commissioned them into new seasons, that's what's taking place this morning, God. New couples into new seasons of responsibility. And God, we just bless them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray in every way in their coming and their going, God. Lord, we pray in their counsel and wisdom. Lord, we pray in places in their homes, Lord, where they sit with people. God, that there would just be grace and wisdom beyond their years and experience that comes only from the moving of your Holy Spirit in and through them, God. And, Lord, we just as a church family say we open our hearts to receive from these gifts, Lord, that you've given to this house. Speak through them. Use them, God. Lord, as they bring direction, as they bring correction, Lord, as they bring encouragement, as they bring prophetic words and life, God. Lord, we receive from these vessels, God, because you've placed them here. And, God, we thank you for that. And, Lord, we pray, Lord, that in every way, God, Lord, that we would see the fruitfulness that you've poured over them, God, come out of them now, God. Lord, the investment of Bible college and years of study, Lord, the investment of being part of a local church, God, and and Lord, just the process and working of your Holy Spirit, God, we pray that it would flow out of them like a river, God. Lord, and they would touch every, it would be refreshing, God, to our souls. Lord, that they would be wellsprings of your life and your Holy Spirit, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I just hear the word of the Lord over both of you to, to lay hold of. Like, like um, e- even as we saw with Elijah and Elisha in this, this space, like to, to put your hands to this plow and say, God, we're in this thing. And to just know that, that God is putting into your hands responsibility and gifting and grace for the new season. To hear the word of the Lord saying, just receive the gift of grace that he's about ready to give you. There's going to be new authority and new clarity. I even hear over your lives that there's going to be some gifting. Mackenzie, I just heard the word of the Lord say that he's going to open up some gifting in you that you've wondered about and wondered about. But God is saying, I'm going to bring it to reality in you. That there's some anointing in the space of prophetic gifting and hearing from God and releasing words of life and encouragement into to people, Mackenzie, that God wants to just breathe life on in you because he's given you really just this mentoring, loving heart. Um, and what, what he accompanies that with, we see it in Paul's life, is the prophetic gift, that gift that calls out the unseen in people's lives. And so I just want to commission you into that. Father, we just, as we lay hands on our God, we do pray for a, a, an increase, God, of just, uh, Lord, perception and understanding of your prophetic voice through her. That, Lord, as she functions in that, Lord, that it would just be beautiful and powerful, God, in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to this message from River Valley Church. Do you know someone who would be encouraged by it? Make sure to share it with them this week. Again, for more content from us, please check out our website at rivervalleyboise.com.